something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to Our Friendly World. Better, Stronger, Together. Hello, we are here. So are the birds. Can you hear them? That's like a yodel bird. I know. There are all kinds of wildlife outside. And because the we actually have our windows open because it's actually not boiling hot outside. I want to say there has been a, a moving, a migration, if you will, of all kinds of wildlife coming to the tree right outside our window because of the food, the bird seeds we have chosen. <laughs> It's a whole new community out there. It's wild. And it's waking you up first thing in the morning, isn't it? Well, yeah, I've been having insomnia again. So like right when I go to sleep, then it feels like the birds are like, hello. <laughs> all ki- And I don't know what they're saying. It's, they're shouting all kinds of stuff. Speaking of nature, are you ready for today's episode? I'm never ready. Hello, friends. Hello, everybody. Today we are talking about how we grow. And the bonsai tree. Are you ready? Sure. All right, here we go. So bonsai trees are intended to bring the core aspects of nature. And there's three. We have balance, harmony, and simplicity. It's said that when we consider the natural flow of the environment, these three characteristics, balance, harmony, simplicity, are always present and if anything occurs to disrupt nature it will always restore itself you can take that however way you will you know we talk about how we're messing up the environment we're being so filthy dirty irresponsible best believe nature will take care of itself the earth will still be here but doesn't mean whoever's polluting it will (laughs) right i mean it can be really it can really smack you but it, but isn't that the law of everything that everything will restore itself? Well, there is, I think, a natural harmonic balance to things, but that doesn't mean that that harmonic balance won't completely get flipped on its butt. Supposedly, and God knows it hasn't happened certainly in our lifetimes, and it probably won't in you know subsequent lifetimes. But magnetic north. Sometimes flips to the South Pole. Yes. What the heck? Well, that seems very out of balance. But things move, right? You need to flip and move. But then there's no natural harmony. But isn't that the whole cycle of the circle we talk about in Aikido? It's a circle, right? So the north turning into the south, the south turning into the north, wouldn't that be part of that circular pattern? Why are you quiet? Why are you looking at me like because that? Because you got me, devil. Did I get you? <laughs> Yay! I got you. <laughs> so let me go on with what I was saying. <laughs> she trapped right. me, folks. So things will restore themselves. Everything will restore itself. Everything will restore itself. Now, 
when we're going through the thick of things, it does not seem that way, especially when we're in the middle of it, right? And depending on if you're feeling pessimistic or not, it may feel like when the bad things are happening, it's not good or bad, but it feels bad to us. Or like when we're experiencing the challenge of things, it feels like that will be the way it is forever. If you look at things pessimistically, it feels like whatever is happening will be static and it, it's just going to be that way forever. But if you're more optimistic, you know that nothing lasts forever, that there's always a change. Things always evolve. Things always restore themselves. I know you want to say something. Can you hold your thought? Okay, yes. No, do you want to go ahead? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm still formulating. Can you just note it down? Because you always say that I derail you and you don't get to say, say whatever you want to say. <laughs> so by all means, <laughs> hold on to your thought. Yes. So what I'm talking about here is how trees in particular, because we're talking about the bonsai tree, they show the cycles of life. Trees show the cycles of life. That's their major lesson, isn't it? Aside from the health lesson of, you know, they are a vital force that brings life. Okay. Food, air, oxygen, the cleaning of the environment, right? Mm-hmm. And they're really powerful. Just the other day, I saw some footage of Chernobyl, present day, and all these trees have overtaken the buildings that were evacuated. Have you seen that, Matt? Nope. Take a look. It's on the internet. <laughs> it's on the internet. Well, I mean, you know, I think I think it's true, but it shows that truly nature cannot be destroyed, but it doesn't mean that we as human beings are not destroying each other. But yeah, I saw these images. I hope they're real, but everything, you know, I just don't, you know, know anymore. You kind of have to go with your gut. You know how everyone had to evacuate their homes, right? Right. But nature, it's like turning green. And trees are just overtaking all these buildings, plants, overtaking all these man-made structures. It's like nature is coming back. It's amazing, right? It gives you hope that if we let it be, if we just let it be and be open and open-hearted, we'll see the natural flow of things, the natural health of things to return. So I have a nugget of wisdom from Santa Monica. And this one is brought to you by our friend in Santa Monica, who we have not spoken to in a very long time. But do you remember Marissa, Marissa Hall? Yes, of course. Our neighbor. So one day she comes to me and she's like, oh my God, I just had a realization I was looking at the trees outside. I'm trying to think which trees she's probably talking about. She was talking about all the trees. She went on the roof and she was looking out from where we lived. You know, I never went on the roof. You didn't? No. I didn't even think about it. Mm. So, well, you like you take the, the, you know, the fire escape, the stairs we would go to to put our trash in the chute. Mm-hmm. Like if you keep going up. Like anyway. So... <laughs> So she was looking at the trees and she's like, oh, I just realized like I was looking at the trees and I realized how much bigger the trees are than man-made structures. And if you look at them, 
they are way, way more massive than anything that we make. And it's funny because I was like, yeah, because I had that same thought too, but I had never expressed that out loud. Mm -hmm. And Marissa did that day. And I'm so glad she did because another thing she was expressing was that these trees are witnesses to time and everything, all the happenings that have occurred in the neighborhood. Right. Like they have been there. And remember we used to go to... What was that place called? I can't, I can never pronounce it. Muir Woods? Yeah, Muir Woods. Muir Woods. Remember, and they would show us the rings. They would have charts on the trail. Right. And it would show the rings and it would um, have dates on it. Yep. Like this ring predates when Jesus Christ walked on the earth. Right. So this tree is older. And it's like, oh my God, this tree has been the witness of every crazy thing that humans have been up to well i don't know humans have been pretty much crazy before jc but do you understand what i'm saying i do they, I, I mean do. that's a lot of, that's a that's a long time there is a solemnness to it for sure for one tree to be looking at all this commotion so going back to the bonsai tree here is something that i found from the meaning and benefits of a bonsai tree and i got this from karma and luck Dot com. And this is what they said. Caring for bonsai trees is nurturing in its profound... Let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> caring, caring, caring for bonsai trees is nurturing in its profound sense. And when giving from the heart, the giver benefits as much as the receiver. By bonding through nature, the bonsai plants meaning is enriched and it becomes our teacher i thought that was beautiful and it calls to friendship too all relationships by bonding by bonding things are enriched and it's a teaching moment we teach each other the more we provide and nurture for one the other also reciprocates not always in the sense that we expect, but it is going back to that circle. Whatever you take care of will take care of you. Right. Absolutely. That's my take on the bonsai. Now, we started this conversation this morning because a friend of ours brought up the bonsai tree. We started, and Karate Kid 3. Well, I brought up Karate Kid and I went to you. I'm like, honey, because I wanted her to look at the movie because they were. it was about the bonsai tree. Right, right. I'm like, which one of the Karate Kids... The original ones, not the one with Jaden Smith, but like which one, <laughs> which one was it where it was the bonsai tree and they, they had to go and it was, it revolved around the bonsai tree, the particular one. And you said it was number three. It was number three. And then you said, don't, no, 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 no. Don't no. have her watch that one. <laughs> so explain. So Karate Kid one with, you know, Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita and yeah, Nice, simple, kind of pre-adolescent, adolescent type movie. Very simple, very kind of nice, romantic aspect, blah, 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 blah. Number two, kind of continued the theme, took us to Japan. It was kind of nice. Then number three hits. Number three, yes, it does have that romance. There is a romance going on, but it isn't really a romance. And the story is messed up. It's kind of like Toy Story, the 
the one that was all weird. I don't watch Toy Story movies. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's too, it's not fun friendly for me. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like that, right? It gets, I mean, it gets really dark. It, it, it gets properly dark. And if you're in the wrong headspace and you watch it, you can get taken to a very challenging place. Now, you look at the movie itself and you, if you're like in a good mood, et cetera, et cetera, everything's cool. No problem. Um, fairly enjoyable. It's a much better story, honestly, than, than one and two. And even the next Karate Kid, and even the Jaden Smith Karate Kid, and even even Cobra Kai, I'll even say that. Oh my goodness. Anyways, <laughs> um, not that I'm a huge Karate Kid fanatic or anything. <laughs> so, my secret's out. Anyways, <clears throat> no, it's just the movie's dar- movie's much darker, and, you know, Pat Morita's always, Mr. Miyagi's always taking care of bonsais, and they start, you know, Mr. Miyagi's little trees, the little company that they start and everything, but... Go go to the whole point. So I don't remember much about it, but doesn't the kid steal the bonsai? Well, okay, so the bad guys, blah, 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 do bad things to the business. They don't have any money. Then Daniel's like, I can sell this because it's an original bonsai, whatever the heck that is. I don't even know if that's a thing. Yeah, no, it came from like the original source. Well, whatever the... whatever that means. And this okay. could be fantasy and this could be reality. I don't know. Like, just explain it for friends who have not watched the Karate Kid stuff. Well, this is one of the things Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi, originally teaches Daniel, which is bonsai trees. Teach, again, the things you mentioned, balance, harmony, simplicity. It's It's about visualization. It's about... A bunch of other things and so you take this tree and like you use wires and you use clippers and you you cut it and shape it into the desired form and if your heart is pure then you see the tree for what it's supposed to be and you can make it become that which is a little sinister if you think about it it's very egotistical once again the patriarchy comes in and tries to take mother nature and I'm getting angry. Yes, so as the, you should. So here comes the man. Here comes the man. Taking nature with all of its beauty and grace and wisdom. Power. Thinking, I'm just going to take some wire and twist you into the shape I want you to be. Well, I got to cut you too, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, That's really messed up. It's a reasonably violent activity and not tremendously dissimilar from... And yet it's seen as so peaceful. Well, yes. <laughs> Well, there's, there's an undercurrent that I think is very comfortable for people to ignore that kind of runs through, dare I say, Japanese society. But it, it started from Chinese. The bonsai originally came from China, right. the bonsai tree. Right. I don't think there's as much of an undercurrent in China as there is in Japan of just difference, if you will, or, you know, um, I don't know what's a word for it, but like... They made these amazing swords, folded them over 500 times. Who's they? Japan? Japan. In Japan. And in order to make sure your sword was any good, you gave it to somebody who killed somebody with it. Damn. Awesome. Brilliant. Aye. And the same way you look at, you look at bonsai and it, you know, it came from China. So does it come from the same school of thought that said women have to have their feet bound so they're nice and tiny and fit in tiny shoes, regardless of whether or not they can walk? Oh it my seems God. similar enough, doesn't we're, it? We're, I think we're going to destroy the whole concept of the beautiful bonsai tree for everybody. Well. Well, but you know what? That's what we do at our kitchen table, isn't it? Well, we, we, we <laughs> certainly take a hard look at things for sure. Yeah. Where does that really come from? What does it really mean? Right. This simple gesture that we are not really thinking of too deeply 
Like, where did it really come from? What does it really mean? Yeah, you're right. The binding. And the binding of the female form. I mean, from shoes, feet, to corsets, lungs, like, my God. Right. Bras. I mean... I appreciate the bra. I, I'm sorry, but but I do. You know, it's all binding. How are we going to bind this particular life force right. to the way we want it to be? And it's not just how women are treated; it's how we treat our own lives. How are we binding our own selves? Are our hearts bound? Because we aspire for a particular way and that way it could be something society expects of us not what your true heart is supposed to be what your true heart your true spirit is supposed to grow into exactly because it doesn't fit it doesn't it isn't acceptable it's not a comfortable place to go Mm -hmm. and god forbid like you get unbound then you're seen as... You better find yourself some like-minded individuals quickly. Right. Otherwise, you're going to feel very isolated. Oh, my God. Yeah. You get talked about. You get ridiculed. Like, ooh, God forbid you grow your hair this way, naturally. Or to all my sisters and brothers out there. You know, like, oh, my goodness. To the way we think. God forbid you're going to go over here and have your own free thoughts and explore something that's different from what most people are talking about. And the only way you can make it acceptable if you continue down that path is by making lots of money. That oh my God, I was going to go there. literally the only way that that becomes then acceptable inside of society. And that's, yeah. So basically, if you abide, <laughs> then you will be successful in these ways. You will have the relationships you want. You will have the money you want. You will have the house you want, the neighborhood you want. Well, you'll have you, the respect you want, if you honestly. Fit, if you fit within that binding curriculum. Right. But if you don't, then you got to con- totally create your own thing. Right. Your own community. Right, exactly. And you have to almost be hyper-aggressive when you're out in the quote-unquote real world because people are going to come at you and, and question and, and look at you and judge you and all the rest of it, for sure. So I feel like I cut you off. So you were talking about Uh-oh. how we manipulate the bonsai tree. I feel like we totally went off on, the, on, a, on a tangent, which is actually a very important topic. I'm glad we did. But yeah, you're right. It, it is the binding and it's quite violent. It can be for sure. And, and you know, um, if you want to say plants feel, I can't imagine they're they particularly do. pleased with that. They do feel. Remember, we have this book. I got this book like 30 years ago. <laughs> no, maybe less than that. Sorry. I exaggerate. I think it's called The Secret Life of Cells. It talks about this scientist was had plants in his, in his apartment. And this was way back when. So he decided to hook up the, what do you call them, electrodes, the little wires, to the plant, to his lie detecting machine. One day, by accident, he spilled boiling hot water, uh, and it it spilled on a plant, on one of the plants. Mm -hmm. And the plant that had the wires connected to it, to the lie detecting machine, it went nuts. So the plant bore witness to what happened. Right. 
bore witness. Am I saying that right? That bore witness. So the plant saw what happened. It was it mm-hmm. felt the other plant getting hurt, and it the you know how the drawings go up and down really high. Right, when somebody's telling a lie. It's it's basically a heightened emotional state is what they're checking for. So the plant had a severely heightened emotional state. And so he noticed that. Mm -hmm. So what he did was he said, okay, I'm going to do it again. (laughs) But, But in the book it said... But I was I didn't I was not going to actually do it because I don't want to inflict harm on the plant. But what he did was he took another pot of boiling water, had the plant still attached to the lie detecting machine thing. Right. And then he took another plant to be presented in front of the plant that's connected to the detecting machine. Right. Mm-hmm. And he went uh, to pour the boiling water on this plant, knowing he wasn't going to actually go through with it, but he was just going to go through all the gestures, right? like make it look like he's in fact going to pour more boiling water on. And this time the plant had no reaction. And he thought that's weird. So he looked into it. Long story short, guys read the book, but long story short, the plant knew his intention. So, I mean, that's wild. So he, he really got into the whole concept of how we can feel each other. He continued th- this whole experiment on so many levels. Like, um, you know how dogs can sense if something's wrong or they can sense you coming home long before you actually get there? Like, they know you're where you are. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They pace back and forth. Right. And so he's logging this plant. He's logging the time... He's logging when this plant has emotions, heightened emotions, flat emotions, all this. One day he gets into a a fender bender out there in the world. Mm -hmm. He gets into a car accident. He noted the time, of course. He came home and he looked at the paperwork from the lie detecting machine that's connected to the plant. And he saw that this plant had a high emotion at that same time. This plant was bonded with this man and this plant could sense him out there in the world, outside of the apartment. Which is interesting for sure. And they do talk about things like twins being aware of what happens with the other twin and things like that. And sometimes like you just get a feeling. Of course. And yeah, sometimes it seems like nine times out of 10, you're wacky for having it. But that one time out of 10, something, something weird happened. Well, because we're always looking for fact-based proof. Right we're looking for evidence and sometimes it may not show up the way we think, you know, some, and I bet you more times than not, it does show up to say, Hey, this is what happened, but we're not aware of the signs. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're not aware of the proof, right? Because we're so uh, busy. (laughs) We're so busy and we're so preoccupied. Our focus is scattered. Right, absolutely. That we don't see the signs. Anyway, is this getting too... Esoteric? Whatever. <laughs> but it's true. This is real world, I, from my perspective. What do you think? Well, we come, we come... It's almost like we come straight back to visualization in my mind. You know, uh, what you see happens. What you look for is, you know, if you go looking for heaven or you go looking for hell, you will find it. I think that's a very true saying. I but, think it's about setting intention i think it's about being open for sure okay i understand what you're saying but it also sounds like we can make this stuff up but that's reality 
that this is like, this is for real. This stuff happens. We are connected like that. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't, it's not about you visualizing it to happen. This is how life is. Sometimes it can be, I think, confusing and complicated. And sometimes I think you don't necessarily visualize. It's not putting your will against the universes. It's about being receptive to the good, well, which, is, just... which is slightly different. It seems like we've taken it to a, a dark place, so we need to take it back to a, a circular place and get away from bonsais. Why? No, the whole concept of, is the bonsai. That's the example. So I how... know, but I just thrashed. We've thrashed the poor little bonsai. <laughs> but it's true. So you want to just ignore it and go to another topic? No. We've thrashed Mother Nature. We've thrashed women in our society. You want to just ignore that? I don't know if we thrashed Mother Nature inside of this uh, particular episode. And I don't think no, we've I'm... thrashed women in this poor episode. No, not us in this episode, but I'm talking about it in our world i know but i'm trying to keep the context inside of the episode okay well that's that's my context is what do we do this is how we've treated things this is how we've treated the world this is how we've treated nature this is how we've treated our relationships so where do we go from here now that we've like seen okay wow am i binding you with clippers and clipping you and cutting you and making you like twist and turn this way so you're more aesthetically pleasing. What do we do when we realize, wow, okay, what do we do? So let's get back to that Karate Kid thing. So, okay, so Daniel steals the plant. He does, little fiend. From where? Uh, it was... He clips it. It's, it actually was an awesome place. God knows where it was, but it was like right next to the ocean, and it was this big On kind a cliff. of... A cliff, but it was a tunnel down, and like... It was like it was like a big hole basically that went all the way down to the water. And it's like and here grows this bonsai tree. Well, it was planted there. It was planted there originally? Yes. Well, this was Mr. Miyagi's special tree for from his house. Okay. And so he planted it there to let it grow naturally. Right. And so here comes Daniel, he he clips it, he takes it. Well, he takes it, yes. So they can sell it so they can make money. So he can sell it and he can give Mr. Miyagi the money. And he thought Mr. Miyagi would be like, oh my God, thank you. You saved my business. <laughs> and what did Mr. Miyagi do? He, I don't really remember. Well, okay, so he got pissed and he was like, you got to put it back. But unfortunately, in the process of him getting the tree and bringing it to the little shop that they had and he was going to show it to him, then he gets attacked by the bad guys and the bad guys shred the tree a little, more mm -hmm. than a little. Mm -hmm. And so it was unsellable anyways, but yeah, that's what, that's what bad guys do. They kind of ruin the, they kind kill of ruin it. the protagonist's story. They kill the, the, the life force. You no, know, they, they, tree. they certainly interrupt your plans. Right. So, so now here's the messed up bonsai. Yes. And so what happens? Well, they mend it. They mend it. Yes. But then, so Mr. Miyagi does what? He says, Daniel, we got to put this thing back where it came from. Yes, absolutely. And can you explain what? The theory was, how did he explain to, to Daniel that you have to let this grow on its own? There is a message we're missing here. What was the final message? Let it grow on its own. Yes. No, no, no. And that certainly was the message that Mr. Miyagi was trying to teach Daniel, that at some point the tree is going to be the tree and you need to let it be and grow. And this was a quote-unquote original bonsai. And so it wasn't like wired and twisted and everything else 
But the real message from the movie was something entirely different. What was the message? It depends on who you are. The message I got from the movie was, it of course ends at the karate tournament. And Daniel's getting his little butt kicked because they brought in this bad boy black belt and score a point, lose a point, score a point, lose a point, and win in final death was the plan. So he would score a point and then he'd like totally thrash. He'd do an illegal move and like tweak his knee, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, it, and to me, the, the, the central point of the entire movie was when Daniel's like, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And Mr. Miyagi's like, it's just a fight. It's just a fight and you can walk away. It's about emotionally connecting to negativity. And you don't have to do that. You can just walk away. If you're working at a job with a boss who expects you to be there for 200 hours a week and you've got a bully, if you can remove the emotional connection from it, which is incredibly hard to do, and this is why it's good to have a good circle of friends and people who love you around you who can be more objective, oftentimes if you can just remove yourself from the situation and look at it from an emotionless state, not emotionally connected, you realize you can just walk away. So when Daniel's like, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, and Mr. Miyagi is like, it's just a fight. That was him saying, you know, smacking him and saying, it's just a fight, it's not a big deal. This isn't, this is not your life. This is just one tiny little portion. And if, if you lose, you lose, it doesn't matter. You know, you, lo you lose a fight, what, who cares? It's not like the end of your life. So true. I remember Holly being on the phone with me when I got fired from a job. And I remember calling her from the job. Mm -hmm. Oh, dear. <laughs> and, and I told her what had just happened. Right. And she sounded so happy <laughs> and started clapping and saying yay. And I got mad at her. Of course. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? You're being really mean. I just lost my job. Right. And she's like, your job is not you. This, in the grand scheme of things, this job is not important. Uh-oh, do we need to call her Holly Miyagi? Oh, she is. <laughs> Holly is very wise. Like, Holly, I swear, like, she's a talented photographer. She's, like, the most talented, if she wanted to be, therapist. So, but, but what she was trying to tell me while I was crying hysterically was, this is not you. This is only a tiny little tiny nothing in the grand scheme of your life. These people being mean to you, this job being mean to you, them firing you, you're so much bigger than that. You're so much bigger than these things. This is not the whole grand meaning of life. Just like how you described Miyagi talking to him about this is just a fight <laughs> it's it's, just, it's about where you choose to spend your emotional currency because you've only got so much that's exactly how i felt during the sats i studied years mm -hmm. to have high scores on the sat oh dear and i sat there i wrote my name and they tell you you, you automatically you get certain points writing your name i'm like okay i wrote my name yay points and then all of a sudden i started looking around <laughs> And I didn't do the test. So? I sat there for a long time, too, just watching people mm -hmm. and watching the stress and the intensity right. everyone had mm -hmm. with their number two pencils and filling the little bubbles as quickly as possible. And I was just, I was just watching them. I'm like, this is not 
me. This is not my way. And then I just, and then I continued to just color because I like to color. I just colored B, C, B, C, B, C all the way down the test. Got up, turned the test in and walked away. Never looked back. Ouch. <laughs> but I also realized where I was headed, the SATs didn't matter for me. And there you go. You know, I, the schools that I was going towards didn't care about the SAT. Right. I get it. And so that's a really good lesson. Thanks, honey. But going back to the bonsai. And so going back to nature, letting things be, realizing, having the wisdom, the foresight to see that what you think is fragile is the most wisest, strongest, most powerful force. Can be. And so let it be. Right. Yeah. We can certainly go right back to the parable of the willow and the bamboo, right? The willow stands against the storm and the bamboo bends. Mm -hmm. So once the storm gets bad enough, the willow breaks and the bamboo still bends. Right. And of course, bamboo reproduces like a mofo, so it's everywhere anyways. And for thousands of years, that's exactly what has been said. And now the, the kitschy term for it is resilience. <laughs> but that's it's, it's basically the same thing. Now all these people are saying resilience this, resilience that. Let me teach you my course on resilience. I, I would say though resilience is how to be the willow who gets broken and then fixes itself. It's no. not about the bamboo. Resilience to me is this is what you do when you get broken. No. This is how to keep yourself from getting broken. Well, yeah, because but you don't you should bend be... into it. No. Well, what I learned from the practice of resilience was before the whole resilience thing came into pop culture. I actually understood it best from Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden is when they were talking about centarians, men and women who live over a hundred years, over a hundred years. And they watch their friends die. They watch wars. They watch some terrible stuff happen. Right. But what makes them so quote unquote resilient? It's because they just sway. They just go with it. They don't, you know what I mean? Yes, they keep but, with the flow. And to me, that's the bamboo. They bend. But I hold to Harlan Ellison's view on the whole centarians, whatever you want to call it. Pray tell, what is that? Well, he says that uh, people who typically live the longest are the arrogant, egotistical pricks. See? <laughs> Who have an incredibly, that, who are incredibly vain, who are incredibly selfish, who are incredibly greedy, perhaps. That's Because they have a very strong sense of self. Now, of course, this is very attractive to Harlan Ellison because he was kind of that way, too. I was going to say, is he describing himself? Well, but that's just it. There are things like, um, one of the books I read had a picture of him and his entire class, right? And he was always the shortest, Etc. Etc. But he was the one in the picture with his hands on his hips, just kind of daring the camera to take his picture, and everybody else was all demure and everything else. You know, he was he was not a shrinking violet. That's cool. And he had a very strong sense of himself, which you would have to in order to. He he's a professional writer. He wrote the greatest Star Trek episode ever. Etc. 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 Very prolific. That's not a business you can get into unless you are a pretty confident person it's really hard i think to succeed as a professional writer just well, a guess but you know what just going back to the lessons of the tree right it's it's all about the cycles of life and the the one that bends the bamboo is it a weed or a tree whatever it's from nature 
it bends. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That's just one take on... That's like saying rich people are all are all a-holes. Mm. <laughs> that's just your own stupid p- perception of uh. what abundance and wealth is. And that can get in the way of things. So you can say to yourself, oh, well, only really like the the gross people with the gross personalities are able to be resilient. So therefore I'm not going to be like that. That's a very dangerous way to look at it. Right. That's his perception of himself. And he's putting that out there in the world and saying the, the ones who are resilient, this is their core characteristic. And it's not. No. Well, I honestly think, okay, Allow me to now reframe or rephase because I, you know, I kind of chose to be a little Is incendiary this guy still with alive? that. Har- uh, no, I think he's passed. Okay. Um, but honestly, I think I want to say the key to everything in Toto is inner Popeye. Really there have a clear <laughs> under, and I'm not supposed to say inner Popeye, but you know what? No, I say he's it, not supposed to say it because it's hard to edit that. Is, is having a very clear understanding of who you are and being comfortable inside it. Babe, can you just write your book on the inner Popeye already? Should we just take all the episodes, which is all like 60 something of them, <laughs> and just transcribe all the inner Popeye metaphors you have and voila, we have a book. <laughs> no, no. No, it's a good lesson. I know, but what I'm saying is understanding just being who you are and and having a very clear understanding of who you are and not allowing that perception that reality honestly of who you are to be clouded or changed by the world and that's got to be incredibly difficult you know because because my way of dealing with the world and still maintaining my sense of self is to hide is to be a chameleon I mean, one way to get around it is not to pay attention to the rest of the world and just do your work. Yes, but... But then if you have to make money and you have to interact with people... It's a problem. You ca- Yeah, it's a problem like usually where I am. So you just got to be the chameleon like me. We got to find our tribe. And this is why we're having this whole podcast is this is our tribe. So I would say that, you know, things like... Yeah, a Harlan Ellison saying being arrogant, egotistical fits for him because that's kind of his where he was at. He was very strong in that and very just, yeah. You know what? That's a very patriarchal way, and I feel like that's the old way. I think the new way is to not be like a rigid a-hole, but be a wise, female, abundant, nurturing, open-hearted being which is going back to nature, which is going back to that force that we described at the beginning of the podcast, which is nature, the tree with all the lessons and all the fruits for survival. That is what we need to embrace rather than that, rather than the old patriarchal sword wielding, yielding, what's the word? Yielding or wielding? Wielding sword wielding thing and i'm not trying to be extra hippie about it but i'm saying that never underestimate the power of a man yes but never underestimate the power of the woman never underestimate the power of nature 
never underestimate the power of your own soul, your own spirit. Never underestimate the power that you may not see. But I, I don't think that's in any way in conflict with what I just said, believe it or not. It just feels very male. It does, but welcome to the world. I am male. Okay, I honor you. I see you. I see you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just would like to bring about my side as well as your strong masculine side. And I want to rise and say, yo, pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> because there needs to be that balance going back to balance harmony simplicity of course it's not a big deal we can have a conversation about this and argue for eons mm -hmm. but really together we have balance harmony simplicity and let's not overthink it i'm asking you to pay attention to the wise woman of course all right. And I'm not saying I'm the wise woman, which I am. <laughs> I am. I am the wise woman. I'm not saying, but I'm, I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm saying let's give praise to both sides. I mean, our whole logo is that. It's the earth, right? It's a yin-yang symbol, but it's really the globe. Mm -hmm. Balance. Of course. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? Because yeah, I like My looking at you God. like that. Well, that's all I have to say. <gasps> Okay. This is how we grow. Can we bring it back before we close up with a pretty little bow on it? So I said, how we grow. This is how we grow is by letting nature be. Letting your body look however way it wants to in a healthy feeling way. Let your hair grow the way it's intended to. Stop looking like everybody else. Become the force. Go with it. Go with the river. Go with the flow. Right. Right. Ride but of the course, wave. the for first thing you need to do is you need to understand the flow. You need to understand where you're at. You need to understand how you grow and how to grow even in a world that maybe doesn't want you to. And usually... And growing in harmony with yourself. And usually if you're any kind of a creative type, the world does not want you to grow. They want you to be molded a certain way. This is the reason why they're home, there are so many homeschoolers now is because we're seeing, wow, the old way is not working, folks. Stop trying to mold things a certain way. Let's let nature be and see the profoundness of it and nurture that. And that will in turn nurture everything else. It will have our society grow in the most beautiful way that we can't even imagine with our little selves right here. Indeed. So that's that's what I have to say. Should we wrap it up? Do you want to put a little pretty bow on it? Well, again, see, I throw down all the wisdom, and now okay. you're like, okay, one more thing. Okay, one, one more. more thing. Okay, of course. one more thing. I would like a big box of chocolates, and I want every piece of chocolate to be delicious, not one you put, bite and put back. So, yeah, I want more chocolate. <laughs> and tiramisu. <laughs> I want a tiramisu. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention to yourself. <laughs> pay attention to how others perceive you and pay attention to the ways that you feel you feel is right to grow. But pay attention to it. Go with your own natural way. What is natural to you? Because that is nature. That is the profoundness of how the plan is. How that little acorn nut grows into this fabulous tree. All right, guys. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you're taking the last word and you're going to do it again. 
sorry, man. I am so sorry <laughs> to like step on the patriarch. Can you wrap it up in a pretty little bow? Oh, wait, no, I'm going to add something to the end. All right, repeat what you said. <laughs> no. Poor baby. I'm fine, actually. All right. I didn't hurt your sweet little ego. <laughs> My ego is far too big to be injured. Okay, good. Good Lord. Men love you. All right, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You're just kidding? You love me? Dang. No, I love you. Thank you, friends, for listening. Be well. Sorry about the fight. Um, all right, we'll talk to you in a few days. Love you guys. Take care. Ooh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Hold up, hold up. Please help us grow this thing. Leave a kind review on iTunes. Please tell people about this podcast. There are amazing things that we're working on right now with friends around the world. There are things once we can all come together financially, health-wise, and always, we have some amazing things that we're working on to build community around the world. So please tell everyone about the podcast, sign up, download, please leave reviews, write to us, ourfriendlyworld.com, or you can go to ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. Please. Okay. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. See, now, I thought you were going to go with the tree pun because you said, please leave a review. I just kind of assumed you would figure out how to, like, put, uh, you know, uh, allow us to spread our roots to the whole world, <laughs> build a canopy of shade to give us the, to, and, and be cool. I can't figure out a good one for trunk, though, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of hosed. Oh, my God, that's beautiful. Yeah, except for the host part. What do you mean? Well, I can't figure out anything for trunk. The trunk. And bran- I, I didn't go branches either. <laughs> All right. Think oh, about oh, it. Oh, oh, okay. We can branch out around the world. All right. But trunk, trunk eludes. Well, I would like to set up roots and let things grow. Isn't that what the trunk does? So you can like yeah, but spread I out. I didn't use the word trunk. See, to continue my tree metaphor. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye.